everybody. Welcome to the Good Witch Podcast. We are really excited to be here to talk about episode seven of this season of season six of Good Witch. And uh, it's a pretty fun episode. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And Amy's here. Hey, guys. And we want to talk about something right off the bat. <laughs> so last week, people got all upset because we, we thought that the tumor it was in Adam's hand not in Adam's back or spine, I guess we should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, uh, I wanted to defend ourselves a little bit on that because throughout the whole show, all they have shown is any kind of pain in his hands, mm-hmm. hands, 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 hands. And so I guess they mentioned something about C5 and C6, but that and that's of very- like parts very quickly mentioned like yeah. the talking about his back part that was a very small portion of when most of the symptoms were relating to his hand after the surgery it was about his hand everything was about his hand yeah like and i just want to say if you're here for a perfect summary of the episode you're not going to get it okay yeah. <laughs> that is not what we're doing here <laughs> like that's not we're discussing yeah. it and sometimes we get things wrong okay it happens that's my yeah there we go yeah and uh i even even in this episode everything was all about his hands Mm -hmm. hands 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 and so i thought that they that it was a problem with his hands and i don't feel like that's some crazy like some there's one person on the facebook that was like these people are just making up scripts as they go you know and i'm like that's what we do um (laughs) i don't think think so okay i'm gonna say this i have had spinal surgery okay And the thing is, if he had to have a tumor removed from his spine, there is a lot more, like, I don't know how they did it, but there would also be a lot of pain related to that spine that I thought they would talk about, which they didn't. Um, Now, granted, I had my entire spine, like, I, it was my whole back, okay? And I'm sure it was just a small portion to remove that tumor and everything, but there are still a lot of, you know, muscles that are influenced back there and all this other stuff. And they didn't talk about that nearly at all. So me being a person who has a greatly impacted spine, I'm just going to say that way. I, I thought I would have picked up on it, but honestly, they didn't do talk enough about the spine for me to remember that because they talked and focused so much about the hand. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, like yeah. the only thing that they've talked about is his hands. Mm-hmm. And even in today's episode, it's just yeah. his hands. He, he has not been like, you know, sort of moaning over back pain or anything of that kind of thing at all. So I, I think it was an honest mistake uh, that, uh, that anybody could have made and that other people made. Uh, and so, you know, we, we we don't have scripts of the show if that's just sort of our interpretation and we're trying to cover two episodes in one episode so uh, i i think uh, <laughs> we did make a mistake but uh but i think it was an understandable one so there we go that's all i have to say about that <laughs> i'm not getting defensive uh, or anything i just think it's funny that like it's such a big deal to certain people like, i know honest mistake I, okay <laughs> Yeah, so Adam in this episode, he's still having problems with his hands. He can't do the foosball machine. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that would be pretty frustrating, not be able mm-hmm. to play foosball. I, I get what they were trying to do. 
I understand because if it would have been something else, it would have been like, like it was a symbolistic type of thing. Like, oh, I can't do this. I understand that. Uh-huh. But I thought it was funny that it was foosball of all things. Yeah. <laughs> like, why weren't yeah, they I mean, playing pool? Was... I don't know. Like, maybe yeah. throw the cue across the room or something. I don't know. But, I mean, this was devastating. He mm-hmm. was very upset. Very, very upset. And he's just convinced physical therapy is not going to work. He's skipping appointments. He is not behaving well, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Chaplin. And uh, so I'm sure since you've had to deal with physical therapy and things like that, you could probably relate to that. I understand when you, um, with physical therapy, like there is points where sometimes you'll hit a wall and you won't see any progress for quite some time. But the thing is like the doctors know what your best interest is at heart. And I'm not saying don't advocate for yourself, totally advocate for yourself. If you genuinely think what you're doing is not helping, but at the same time, just being like, well, I think it's never going to get better is not helping yourself. It's not helping anyone else. So if you do feel that way, talk to your doctor about it, sit down with your doctor, sit down with whoever advocates with you medically, whether that's your parent or your spouse or whatever, and talk about those feelings and talk about like, you think it's not getting better. And then, you know, maybe get a second opinion if you have to. But like, I think he was being, and I, I like the way that Stephanie was like, kind of being his medical advocate in a way, like being, you know, well, I think you can do it type of thing. And I yeah. feel like, you know, if he was having those feelings, like, I feel like it's never going to get better. I know that's hard sometimes mentally, but maybe he should have sat down and talked to the physical therapist about that specifically. Um, and well, and also, uh, maybe his, his doing the foosball is not a realistic expectation. Maybe he needs to set, you know, a more realistic expectation for recovery. And also, and so this that, was you so know, soon after the surgery, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know... The, there's there's little when you're going through therapy like that there's little successes that you need to be like uh, happy about I guess I don't know but you know there's little frankly I would think if you'd had surgery in your spine just being walking like he normally mm-hmm. is and and going to work all day and everything like like he is I think that would be really great progress but I have known nothing about spinal surgery <laughs> it just lucky. seems like to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like with physical therapy you have to like take in the little now granted I've only had physical therapy for my back um but you know the little the little things you have to be happy about the little things and you can get discouraged but you have to be positive and that's very hard I understand that but I wanted Adam to be a little bit more positive <laughs> yeah yeah he was definitely very impatient mm-hmm. for sure and so we have a bunch of different things going on in this episode we have uh, the 225 year celebration for anniversary for, for Gray House. Yes. Yeah. This Very is a pretty old, old house. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. <laughs> it's a, that's a historic land, landmark, really. 225 years. Yeah. That's old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we never knew how old yeah, house was. I know. It's exciting. Um, and then, uh, so, so Cassie has kind of set out these paintings uh of that were done by nathaniel merriwick she's kind of making a nathaniel merriwick gallery mm-hmm. and uh have we seen any of these paintings before i feel like memory? we've seen the one of actual gray house before but i don't think we've seen any of the others or there's been paintings of the past of gray house i don't yeah. know if it was that specifically that one but we've seen paintings of gray house before but other than that i don't think we've seen any of these paintings one thing I've wondered about is how much does Cassie know about 
because uh, there's sometimes I get the feeling that the show is trying to tell us that she knows the, how to solve the curse and she knows what's going on. And even there was a thing to in this one that Abigail saying, well, we have to follow Cassie. We have to listen to Cassie. And she seems to know what's going to happen. She seems to know uh, yeah. how to solve the curse. But if that's the case, then, then why doesn't she, you know, why, does she, why is she putting Abigail through all of this? I don't know. I'm a little bit confused about her knowledge. What do you think? I feel like she doesn't maybe know, like she knows, like she has an intuition of how to get there. I don't think she knows like the end result. I don't think she knows like a map of exactly how it's going to go. I think Cassie has the intuition to know like how to help and how to assist. I don't think she knows a roadmap of exactly what's going to happen or exactly how the curse works. It more feels like she's there to be a guide and assist them and has an intuition about it. Because if she just had a roadmap of like exactly how to break the curse, I think then what would the point be? Like what, why is this whole storyline a thing if she can just tell you exactly yeah. what you need to do? So I feel like it's more like she's there to help because she's a fellow Mary Wick. Just like Joy doesn't know everything, but Joy has also helped in little ways too. So, Yeah, like she sent them to uh to go on that shortcut to find and then found you know where they found the uh uh the house with the uh um the word uh clue yeah. and everything and it just seems like she knows quite a bit about yeah. what's going on and i'm like why don't you why why would you not like help I, yeah i help I, abigail more i view it as like she has these little like intuitions like oh I think that'll help type of thing. I don't think she knows exactly where everything is going to go for mm. sure. But um, I feel like she is, is she's the Mary, the helpful Mary Wick. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the crack in the Ruby is getting bigger. Yeah. And what, and so if, if the Ruby cracks, what, do you remember what exactly no, that all love will be doomed or what, what's the, their what's the love is doomed. I think Donovan and, well, cause she Abigail. can't say I love you. She at that, at the mansion was like, I am revolted by kissing you right now or something like that. So I feel like the more that the Ruby cracks, the more that they're no longer going to love each other. I guess. Is it just them or is there some uh, broader I just, consequences? I think it's just those two families. So the Merrywicks and the Davenports won't be able to, build to love. fall in love, I guess, with each okay. other. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. So because this the 225th celebration uh they decide martha gives the idea to do a tableau vivant have you ever heard of a tableau vivant before i've never well in gilmore girls that's about it (laughs) the episode where they did but they didn't call it that i don't think in that episode of gilmore girls but yeah that's that's my only experience (laughs) is that one episode of gilmore girls (laughs) yeah and so yeah martha had evidently been to one and she thinks this is gonna be a great idea they're gonna recreate this painting uh with a tableau vivant and uh such a fun idea pretty exciting that's one of martha's funner ideas i think i I think so too i think so too this would be something i would genuinely be i don't know about you i would genuinely be interested in being in one of these i think it would be so fun Yeah, and so Cassie gives Joy this pearl, the Merrywick pearl, and so that's another reason where I was like, how much does she know? She's giving her this pearl, and she seems to know what's going to happen, and uh, and this uh, this is the um, uh, 
the Merrick Pearl. Mm-hmm. And they've just got family heirlooms out the wazoo in this house. Like they <laughs> really got do. An here and heirloom there. They could start a uh, a jewelry a store. <laughs> yeah, a museum. A jewelry yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like Cassie, at least with giving her the pearl and everything, I feel like this season is this uh, a lot of Cassie giving other people lessons. Yeah. Using her intuition to teach a lesson. So I feel like the th- whole pearl thing, even though it was like. I guess you could say a kind of a curse on Joy because she didn't feel like herself. I feel like that was Cassie's way of trying to teach Joy a lesson or trying to make Joy realize something. I don't think it was like a malicious intent or anything like that from Cassie. I don't think Cassie has a malicious bone in her body. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so she has the pearl and uh, and they noticed that in one of the paintings that it has that crescent moon mm-hmm. from the curse. Yeah, I was completely wrong last week, by the way. My <laughs> my theory was incorrect. <laughs> yeah, so they they find the painting and uh, it's got that crescent moon and they find out that it's done by a descendant of the Connolly family. Connolly. So what's your understanding of what's going on here with the Connollys, the Donovans, the Merowicks? So what we learned in this episode is that Connolly was married to Roderick Davenport, which is the one who was in love with the Merriwick, but it didn't success and that's why he cost Roderick I finally remembered his name he cast the curse and he asked his sister-in-law which was Priscilla Conway right Con- Conley? Connolly Conley to help him cast the curse so he needed assistance casting the curse um so a descendant of hers would need to assist in breaking the curse because she assisted him in casting it that's what I understood from this episode. But then, of course, we find out that Priscilla and the Davenport she was married to, which was Roderick's brother, that they did not have any descendants. So then they're in this troublesome of, well, how is someone from that line going to help break the curse if there is no one left in that line of succession? Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think it does. It was a little bit confusing in the episode, but you explained it very well. And so we also have in this episode that Martha is, gets uh, gets Stephanie to run the or make the assignments for the new greenhouse that they have in Middleton, and she just assumes that Stephanie will give her a plot, mm-hmm. but Stephanie is being. <laughs> uh kind of a tough neck to crack Mm -hmm. and she says she's very strict that if your name's not on the list then you don't get a plot and martha's name wasn't on the list she was going with the assumption that of course i get a plot Mm -hmm. and so they end up in this this little bit of a fight well yeah in this also there's the paint color problem because there's only four approved middleton paint color (laughs) yeah yeah that's right and stephanie (laughs) wants to go off the rails a little bit and paint her house mustard, which I don't know why you want to paint your house that color anyways. But I mean, they're having yeah, problems with that. Yeah, that sounded terrible. <laughs> that was funny. And I didn't like the swatch she held up. I was like, I don't think that's a good house color. Hmm, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. And so, but that, but that was funny. Anytime you get Martha irritated, it's mm-hmm. usually pretty funny. Yeah. And so then we have Haley's Hidden Gems. 
So we have Instagrammer, uh, influencer Haley, mm-hmm. who is in town and she is, you know, your classic influencer, uh, that her phone, she says, my phone is my life. Post first, eat second, uh, is everything. And, uh, so you as a, uh, as a YouTuber yourself, uh, since a young age, could you relate to Haley? No, because I've never, like, I've always made sure when I'm experiencing something like, yeah, okay, take some pictures, do some video or whatever, but like, let yourself experience it. Like when I was with you, well, you didn't come with us, but we went, um, it was my first time ever in the snow. My first time I was 21 years old. I'd never been to the snow before. So the first time I saw, I met Rachel, I, it was the first time I experienced snow. Yeah. So I, of course, I had a life proof case on my phone and I was so excited to film me sledding for the first time. And I did, and it was so exciting. But the thing is we spent two hours sledding and I recorded maybe a minute of that for my memories and for me to post online somewhere. And I think like this was an over-exaggerated form of a YouTuber and influencer where like they have to get everything when the reality of it is someone watching or in like, when I watch an influencer or like I like someone's Instagram blog or whatever, I don't want to see your whole life. Like I don't want to see everything you see. And so I think that this was like an exaggerated form of an influencer, but I definitely have seen the people who are like, if it's not something to post, they don't want to experience it. And I don't think that's right. Yeah. She definitely was over the top. Yeah, definitely. definitely. (laughs) But I I get what their point was. I understand what their point is. And if you are going to be some sort of Instagram influencer or YouTuber or whatever, you definitely have to learn a balance of like wanting to experience things for fun. I mean, I don't vlog everything. I go to Disneyland once, maybe twice a week. Okay. And I don't post a video of me in Disneyland every week like I feel like people would get bored and also sometimes I just sit on a bench at Disneyland and people watch like there's no vlog from that that's my entertainment no one else's (laughs) right exactly yeah she says uh, if I can't share it how can I enjoy it and I kind of mean I do relate in a certain amount because you know we just had blackout Tuesday not too long ago and having uh, to be without my phone the entire day uh, without social media is was really hard for me because I'm just so used to it. I uh, I realized I hadn't been without uh, social media the whole day uh, since I was on my cruise. And I was just thinking, when was I was on that cruise? That was 2007. So it had been uh, that long since I had spent an entire day with no social media. Yeah. And I think, I, I do think that was nice because every once in a while, I will just take a day where I won't have social media and I'll, you know, do something yeah. like myself. But I think last Tuesday, taking that day off of social media yeah. and using that day rather to read and learn and watch and, you know, yeah. do other sorts of research rather than posting our normal content online. I think that was very, like, it was very, I was, a yeah, good it was, I mean, I got a ton done. I really did. I was very productive that day. And I think that's because I, I, you know, I just didn't have those distractions. I mean, and, and, and those things, social media brings me a lot of joy. I mean, I can do the podcast without it. I couldn't do uh, my job, my, my other job without it. I, uh, I, and you know, most of my friends, I, that, I mean, you and I have met, but most of my friends, I actually haven't met. I just know them from, from the internet, which is crazy but it's true mm-hmm. and i mean thank goodness during this time of isolation especially to be able to have 
that social media, I, I would, I don't know how I would, how I would get through it. It's been hard enough, uh, without, uh, without, you know, human contact. <laughs> yeah. And so I, you know, I kind of get her, she was pretty irritating, but, uh, but yeah, you know, she's kind of in there to, uh, be a, uh, she's, she's somebody that, uh, that Joy wants to set up with Carter. Uh, she thinks that's going to be a good match. And it's like, forget it. And even Stephanie tells her, says, um, you're obviously the match. You're obviously, that's obviously what he was trying to say. (laughs) But then he brought the accountant. (laughs) Yeah. If you know, if, if Stephanie's giving you dating advice, then that's not, it's not good. (laughs) It's, it's, it's not good. Uh, but, oh my God, I'm still just so in love with Carter. Oh my gosh. Are you? Yeah, I think he's, he's a great so handsome. I just can't get over how handsome he is, and I just love this whole thing between uh, Joy and Carter. I think it's so cute. Mm-hmm. I think they're adorable, and I yes. I hope that they realize before the end of the season, like they're all yeah walking around each other and everything. But I feel like it was building to that. Mm-hmm. Like it, I I hope kind of hope that we'll get. Maybe maybe we'll get a kiss or something like that or an almost kiss next week because we're running out. Only three episodes left. Yeah, I think she's realized it now, and I think it's now he needs to realize it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that, that would be amazing. I love that whole thing. It's so cute. I want to see the two of them in a Hallmark movie so bad. I think it would be so cute. Mm-hmm. They have really good chemistry, I think. Yeah. I yeah they're so cute and he says that carter says the perfect day is movie popcorn and cold beer so cassie comes out to gray house and she finds uh sam painting oh sam is a painter now and (laughs) uh i i mean i'm not artistically gifted in this way uh what do you think of his painting it it was better than i would have died mine would have been very abstract is what mine would have been so i'm like you know yeah i don't know i mean i thought it was a pretty decent depiction of gray house pretty good you know yeah (laughs) i I, I, you know successful to me maybe he's trying to one-up cassie on the hobbies maybe he's trying to you know get a lot of hobbies like cassie has (laughs) sam's goal here i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah i guess i don't know empty nesting hitting sam apparently (laughs) yeah apparently uh, then you also have uh, Martha and Stephanie, like I said, they get into kind of a bit of a, uh, a war and Martha says, oh, I'm the queen of compromise. You don't think I can compromise? I'm the queen of compromise. <laughs> no. That made me laugh. <laughs> time and time again, Martha has had to learn how to compromise. It's just, it's a thing with her, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but they finally do have to compromise because uh so cassie has a tibetan singing bowl which is very cassie kind of thing to have yeah singing bowl just sitting Uh, around you know yeah right just happen to have and i guess she's not like teaching at the school this episode uh so yeah they just have her have like so many jobs so that they can work it into the plot whenever is necessary (laughs) (laughs) but they need some heather and but they find out that heather is out of season 
uh, and uh, but they have, I guess, some in the greenhouse, and 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 so Martha goes over there, and oh, who has it? It's Stephanie. So they get pretty, uh, they get pretty heated here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's it's gonna be Stephanie. He's like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they reach a compromise and they're able to get the Heather and uh, it, it was pretty fun. I, I liked it. It was a cute little plot for, for Martha, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel, I feel like they're using her better this season than last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just giving her kind of these little B plots and, and that's fun. Agreed. Yeah. And so Dottie Donovan comes in and visits abigail and all of a sudden she's now on team abigail and don and huh, i was 180 i was like all right she's yeah. in now okay and she says anyone who makes my son as happy as you can't be all bad i fought hard to keep you two apart but i'm going to fight to, to bring uh to i'm gonna fight even harder to keep you two together all right yeah yeah you don't sense any sort of duplicity on her account right she seemed to be very genuine about that and i think i don't know maybe she turned over a new leaf and finally felt like you know what my son's happiness is very important so Mm -hmm. go dotty go dotty (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wish that she was more of a villain that would be fun but oh well uh so they're doing the the tableau vivant and uh they need uh they end up uh, they have a open spot so donovan steps in for the tableau and uh, like cassie seems to know that about that all this is going to happen she has her intuition and what do you think do you how do you think they did a good job recreating the painting oh yeah i think they did a really good job i think that was really fun that was that was cool yeah yeah i like that yeah and so uh, martha had grabbed a deed from the basement of the uh, the city hall, and uh, she gave it to Donovan for the tableau, and he starts to look at it. And uh, what what did he see on? He said it's a deed from Roderick to Priscilla Donnelly. Uh, Priscilla Con yeah Conley Conway Connolly yeah Connolly sorry. Um, and it was like payment for helping him cast the curse. And so that means that there may not be a descendant of the Conleys left, but there was land that was once there. So maybe something from that estate will assist in breaking the curse since there is no longer a descendant. Mm-hmm. So. so they got more clues uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And Joy is getting really tired of, of wearing the necklace and she, she she's she's just kind of jealous of Haley and Carter, even though I never felt even for a second that Carter was interested in Haley. No, I didn't believe it either. I don't no. think they would work out. No, he's a small town carpenter, and she's an LA Instagram influencer. <laughs> like, right, work to me. It just didn't no. <laughs> but I did like that accountant. I thought he was hilarious. He was, he was so he's a diagnostic test. test. Uh, he's a diagnostic statistician statistician <laughs> uh, not an accountant <laughs> sorry yeah i liked him he was hilarious he was so nerdy mm-hmm. great <laughs> i think uh they they could uh 
set him up with somebody else uh because <laughs> he fun. was funny or just be fun for him to ha- come back and just you know have an irritated sam he's doing sam's taxes <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that would be funny yeah and Cass is like it's okay it'll all work out <laughs> so yeah so roderick and priscilla made a deal so that priscilla would cast the curse and they actually went to all the trouble to make it into a deed mm-hmm. into a land is a land transaction of some kind yeah so it was he in a form of payment as a thank you for helping cast the curse he gave her a plot of land (laughs) yeah so then they need to find this land 225 years ago that would be a type of form of currency like your land is part of your wealth so that could be a form of payment rather than actual physical money yeah so joy's date the accountant he lives early so too bad chess match an online chess match (laughs) chess match that's great though yeah that was really good Mm -hmm. and Haley's there and she's like i didn't even think about checking my phone and all day after being with carter and everything so she's starting to change starting to grow and uh so yeah and so then joy she gives the the necklace back to cassie and she said pearls really aren't my style mm-hmm. so yeah what about you amy are pearls your style yes they are i, I love pearls <laughs> yeah me too I, yeah okay yeah anything that has sort of a feel of the ocean is something that i love and my dream is if i were to uh, ever get engaged or get married or whatever is to have a, a engagement ring made of sea glass have you ever oh, seen really sea glass cool. Yeah, but they have these really beautiful engagement rings, mm-hmm. uh, and I I just love that look of the the sea glass. Plus, very cheap compared to diamonds. So hey, win win. But they had the wrong preview. I know. At the end, my mom was like, and we watched this at like one in the morning. Okay, and she's like, "Am I that tired, or was that just the preview for the same episode?" And I'm like, "Nope, that was." That was a preview for the same episode. So uh, if you guys want to see the real preview, go on YouTube. They have it on the YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that was weird. It was, that was a, a mistake. <laughs> so you watched the actual, the trailer, I guess it's called The Chocolates. Yeah. And uh, did you, what did you glean from that that's coming up? I'm excited. Their new guest in Grey House is going to be a big personality, chocolate personality. And there's going to be like a chocolate festival type thing mm-hmm. in Middleton so you know I'm excited I love talking about chocolate <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's got he's like a lineage of chocolate his yeah. father was a big chocolate guy chocolate. so that's gonna be interesting to see what happens okay. uh, again we're we're winding down I mean only three episodes left yeah. of the season there, there is one thing we haven't talked about that I thought was really funny in this episode. Yes. Super funny. Okay. When she saw, and this was a Game of Thrones reference. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I know this. When she said, strike the coffee cup from the oh. scene, I died because there was a Starbucks cup in that episode of Game of Thrones last year. Yeah, week. yeah. Again, don't watch Game of Thrones, but I feel like the whole internet heard about that. So when Martin yeah. was like, strike the coffee cup, I was like, that would have been bad or whatever. I was like, okay, who in the writer's room or who on set is like a huge <laughs> Game of Thrones fan or something and thought that would be hilarious. Because I mean, this was filmed when that was 
coming out right? right yeah so like I just I thought that was so funny I was like oh that's just hilarious I want to know if it was a writer or someone I want to know who on Good Witch is either a great <laughs> either has a great sense of humor or is a huge Game of Thrones fan we need to interview that yeah. person and be like what because that's so funny like I've never yeah. seen anything in Good Witch that's like that oh. relating to the real world is something that's like yeah or something I don't know I, just I mean I don't watch Game of Thrones either but if, but yeah everybody knew about that and and it was I think that a lot of people didn't like last the last season of Game of Thrones mm -hmm. and so they were kind of purposely sort of like frustrated with it nitpicking it a little bit and so not only did people notice a coffee cup Starbucks coffee cup in one scene but they also noticed a water bottle in one scene <laughs> <laughs> like i'm sure yeah. th thinking hallmark wise i'm sure there has been things in when calls the heart that are probably oh, like oh yeah i'm sure be there we should probably ask cammy about that i'm sure we could do a whole episode yeah but like i am sure it's happened where there's things that probably shouldn't have been there in episodes because you know sometimes it's hard to be completely historically accurate to like 100 hundreds of years ago like i'm sure there's things I'm sure there's been cell phones sitting out in the back of One Calls the Heart that we haven't noticed or something. Or I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe you know. they have plastic water bottles in uh, in the Land of the Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's not a, in, entirely. Maybe they have a Starbucks on the corner. Yeah, they have a Starbucks. <laughs> That's why they're all so grumpy all the time. They don't have any Starbucks. They don't have enough caffeine, I guess. I don't know. Yeah that that was good that 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 was funny i yeah, agree but I'm, I'm sure with any like period piece i'm sure if you watch like um hand not no not that um what what is the one down nabby i'm sure there's stuff in down yeah. that probably shouldn't have been there too like down nabby was pretty meticulous pretty that had a high attention to detail and same thing in madman but uh in madman was just famous for getting down to the year of of every single prop every single like they they're not doing like the goldbergs they have 1980 something so everything's just kind of like mixed together uh whereas like in madman they were very uh very specific about everything the year the and like they were notorious for that famous for that uh so it would be uh it would be interesting to see if there's anything like that in madman or in downton abbey but anyway uh, it's interesting. I also, what did you think of Martha with that cane? That was funny. <laughs> like, she's just trying to get more regal. Like, I don't know. This is cute. Yeah. 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 So, but my favorite is still Carter and Joy. And if you want to hear more from Carter, you can listen to our interview with Jason Diaz uh, that we have available to our patrons at any level. You can listen to it. Uh, we'll be posting that for everybody's listens next Monday. But if you want to get it early, then you can become a patron for $2 a month and it helps us so, so much. We had our live movie watch of All for Love with uh, director Lee Friedlander and Tracy, writer Tracy Andreen. And that was so fun. We got tons of behind the scenes uh it, fun details that no you know the other people don't know and got to ask questions it was great uh, so if you love hallmark and you love uh the finding out fun details about hallmark then become a patron it's definitely worth your while and so check that out and uh, i really enjoyed talking to jason it was really fun
And, uh, and so, uh, Amy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at it's Amy Craig. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. I do weekly family movie nights and I'd love your, your thoughts on that. And, um, and you should check out our merch store where we have tons of good, Witch inspired merch, uh, there that you can get all different kinds of stuff. And I think you really enjoy it and check, uh, out the link in the description section. So thank you so much, Amy. This was really fun and we'll look forward to next week. Bye everyone. Bye,